0: Today's reading is 2 Corinthians 12. I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to gain, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ, who fourteen years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know, but God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. The things he heard were too sacred for words, things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about such a man, but I will not boast about myself, except in my weaknesses. Even if I wanted to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will credit me with more than he sees in me or hears from me, or because of these surpassing great revelations." So to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That is why, for the sake of Christ, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have become a fool, but you drove me to it. In fact, you should have commended me, since I am in no way inferior to those super-apostles, even though I am nothing. The true marks of an apostle, signs, wonders, and miracles, were performed among you with great perseverance. In what way were you inferior to the other churches, except that I was not a burden to you? Forgive me this wrong. See, I am ready to come to you a third time, and I will not be a burden, because I am not seeking your possessions but you, for children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for the children. And for the sake of your souls, I will most gladly spend my money and myself. If I love you more, will you love me less?" Be that as it may. I was not a burden to you, but crafty as I am. I caught you by trickery. Did I exploit you by any one I sent you? I urged Titus to visit you, and I sent our brother with him. Did Titus exploit you in any way? Did we not walk in the same spirit and follow the same footsteps? Have you been thinking all along that we were making a defense to you? We speak before God and Christ, and all of this, beloved, is to build you up. For I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I wish, and you may not find me as you wish. I fear that there may be quarreling, jealousy, rage, rivalry, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. I am afraid that when I come again, my God will humble me before you, And I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of their acts of impurity, sexual immorality, and debauchery. This is God's word. Paul continued defending his ministry in today's reading. Remember that this defense started back in chapter 10 and continued through chapter 11. Paul's defense was necessary because people within the church attempted to discredit him and his ministry. Paul referred to the things he said about himself as boasting because he was talking about himself, explaining why the Corinthians should appreciate him and be champions of his ministry instead of criticizing and doubting him. Paul hated doing this, according to verse 11, but he felt it was necessary so that he could strengthen them in their faith, according to verse 19, and prune their sin from their body, according to verses 20 and 21. This chapter recounts the revelations he had seen, that's in verse 1, and the supernatural powers that God had used him to work. That's verse 12. But rather than truly boasting about these things, Paul mentions them as evidence of his apostleship, but also included how God had humbled him by giving him his infamous thorn in the flesh. People have speculated what the thorn in the flesh might be, but Paul never specified what it is. Maybe he didn't specify what it was because he did not want people to know. Maybe he didn't specify because the Corinthians already knew what it was. Regardless, Paul used the divine passive to describe how he received this thorn in the flesh. The divine passive is when someone uses the passive voice to describe something that God did. Paul used it in verse 7 when he says, I was given, there's the passive, I was given a thorn in my flesh. We know that God gave it to him because Paul said he received it, quote, to keep me from becoming conceited. That's according to the NIV's translation. We also know that it came from God because he pleaded with the Lord to take it away from him, according to verse 8. Despite the fact that God gave it to him, he called it a messenger of Satan, which probably means that it limited his ability to do the Lord's work in some way. Paul pleaded with God to rescue him from this thorn in the flesh three times, according to verse 8. Instead of answering his prayer with deliverance, God answered it by promising his grace to Paul to deal with this thorn, whatever it was. Although this problem created weakness for Paul physically, it strengthened him spiritually, just as God promised when he said, my power is made perfect in weakness, according to verse 9. Do you have any nagging problems in your life? They may not be physical, or they might be physical, and they may not even be visible to others, but they discourage you, they limit you in some way, and they cause you distress. God's promise to Paul in verse 9 is an opportunity for all of us who know Christ to live by the same faith that Paul lived by. The hardships you and I face in life may be the thing that keeps us walking with God, keeps us depending on his power and calls us to look to him in faith daily next time you find yourself pleading with god to take the problem away ask instead for his grace to endure it for his power to work in your spiritual life in a greater way god sends weaknesses and problems into our lives to sanctify us to make us holy And part of that comes, a big part of that comes, when we stop trying to live on our own and instead live in God's grace and depend upon him for power. So whatever weaknesses you're dealing with today, take them to the Lord and ask for his grace and for his growth in your life through them. And I'll see you next time.